Howdy, 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 howdy. Are you ready for podcast action? Oh, no. Well, that sounded like a wrestling spell. voice. No wrestling voice. Buckle up, because it's time. Movie phone. <laughs> I can't do the voice. <laughs> that was my best. That was my best try. I you know? appreciate hearing you try, though. I mean, that's always fun. Movie. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. You got to drink more oh, whiskey Lord. and All smoke right. a little bit. Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. Shit. True. <laughs> if you know Your the name. good. Yeah. A lot of people don't get that reference, that movie phone. Like, first of all, what's a phone? Secondly, why did I need to call to hear about movies? That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a thing that if you tried to explain it to, like, Gen Z, they'd go, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not real. I mean, even thinking about it now, it just sounds like a pain in the ass, you know? (laughs) It does. It does. But that was the thing we did, you know, just, like, taping shows. And, I mean, there's so many things Remember when you used to have TiVo mm. and you could only record shows at once and like one of them, one of the shows would have to be on the network. Oh, that's you were right. Watching, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's but the early. Like, it's okay. Cause I'm watching, <laughs> I'm recording all of these shows. Yeah. And it slowly evolved to where it was like, okay, now it can record two shows, but you have to be watching one of them or at least have it on that channel while right. you're out, you know? Yeah, eventually it ended up getting. I remember getting to four, and that was like a big fucking deal. Oh yeah, that was the premium package. You had to have yeah big money for that one. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because you know those old TiVo boxes. Apparently, all those old DVRs, so the TiVo DVRs and the uh, the Direct TV boxes, they have one terabyte hard drives in them. So a lot of scavengers huh. seek those out because they shouldn't have been as cheap as they were back then. And they're still they're oh. still able to pull a pretty penny now. That's interesting. I wonder if I have any. Yeah. I know I don't have a TiVo, but if I had a DirecTV one, because you used to have DirecTV back in the day. I had DirecTV once upon back a time. The they were incredibly pertinent about getting their stuff back like they had no qualms about calling you several times a day trying to track you down and what's worse when they finally got their stuff back from me because you know i'd moved and they had to get access to that old location to get their satellite dish a little tiny tiny satellite dish they were Mm -hmm. still bugging me about it like we we haven't gotten our merchandise back yes you have yes you have (laughs) i don't have it i have no reason to have it yeah but hey, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We do. I just, I, I can't get over, and I kind of want to talk about it first because I can't get over that. I sent it to you earlier, and I don't know if you actually had time to read it. Oh, I, I know what you're um, talking but about. But this, yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to just get into it. Okay. I am curious Welcome to hear your to thoughts about it, that's for sure. This is Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Lex Lutz. I'm Matt Peters. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, you are. You're Matt Peters. All right. So this I just saw earlier while like right before we started to record. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) CinemaCon is going on right now. We're going to cover a few stories that are coming out of that. Um, Basically just premiering things, announcing movies. Obviously, as you can tell by the name, all movie related items. So um, Olivia Wilde. 
is was at CinemaCon. She right. was debuting the trailer for Don't Worry My Darling, which is her directorial debut. I believe it's her debut. Hmm. Okay. Um uh it's a, it's going to be there's a lot of buzz behind this movie not just because you know she's she is dating Harry Styles in real life and mm. he's a co-star in it but there's just been a lot of behind the scenes stuff to it in like like there's a lot of buzz about the film um there's also stories about how Harry Styles was like an actor who like he's he's kind of breaking into acting and I mean, he's done some films, but I remember reading something about how he was like perfectly fine taking a supporting role okay. to Florence Pugh, who is like the star of this and how a lot of guys, I think it was um, Olivia uh, Wilde was saying like a lot of guys would not take the role, like a lot of leading men would not take the role because it was secondary to her. Mm. And he was like, nah, cool. I'm in. I'm in. Harry Styles seems like a real cool guy. Um, We have one amendment so far. She directed Mm -hmm. Booksmart, which doesn't really come up that often. Oh, my God. Yeah, not the movie itself, but the fact that she directed it doesn't really come up that much. Wow. How did I blind spot that one? Like, how did I miss that? That's such a good movie. You saw that one, right? I did. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't clock that as an Olivia Wilde picture. You know, the, the girls who started it were, uh, they overshadowed so much of everything else going yeah. on. I mean, that, and that's what they should have done. Um, but damn, I completely missed that. How did I miss that? Anyway, this new movie, Don't Worry My Dar, or Don't Worry Darling. Yes. So that's happening right now. She's going out. She's going to premiere. She's on stage. She's going to premiere, um, the, the trailer for this movie. Right. Then someone comes out with a manila envelope. An audience and it's marked member. personal. Yeah. Personal and confidential. And it was placed on stage. And she, I guess, apparently said, is this for me? Or, this is for me. Um, when they walked toward her, slid the envelope toward her. She retrieved it, opened it. And she was not rattled, but she so she just went about playing the trailer and the trailer was met with great applause. But apparently this was her being served papers from Jason Sudeikis and his law team, whatever, for custody. Wow. The fact that. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not saying we don't know when they serve you papers, they, they find you where they can. Right. You know. Yeah. So there's a lot of hot takes going on on Twitter right now about how that happened. Ooh. You yeah. know, there's there's a certain camp that's saying, wow, that is incredibly insensitive of Jason Sudeikis to serve these papers to her during this event. Then there's the other part that's saying, well, you know, it wasn't Jason Sudeikis who did it. It was his representation that chose to do it at this time. And it's very possible that she or whoever's representing her had been dodging them all this time. And this was the only place that they knew she would definitely 100% be. So they had to okay. serve her papers when that happened. I don't know. Okay. She's also a very famous person that I don't feel like she'd be that hard to find. 
she goes on one press tour, they can find her in any other place. I don't see any reason why they had to serve her papers while she was going on stage. Right. Now, that said, yes, we don't know that Jason Sudeikis knew about this. Right. But I think my I mean, just look, at it It looks bad. It does. If and, I was him, mm-hmm. I would be and I didn't have anything to do with that. I would be pissed right now. Right. Because especially right now, he has like such he's such a beloved guy because of Ted Lasso. Well, that's this exactly makes where him I was look going like too. a fucking asshole. That's exactly what I was going to say, too. I totally agree with you. His brand right now is to be a nice guy. Yeah. And. Anybody with a brain, and especially a comedic level of, of, of timing and thought, can see this is the worst possible way to put your name out there as a, as a, an actor, as somebody who's playing a beloved character like Ted Lasso. He's gonna crash and burn that character, the rest of the, the cast, if this is the level of pettiness that he's going for. All that being said, I yeah. think the truth lies somewhere in between. I think I, I agree. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I think that he didn't set it up like this. I think that it's possible that I, I, I can't even tell because it, it is super bad timing. It's a bad look, you know, on everybody. It's messy. It's it's incredibly messy. <clears throat> it it looks terrible. Um I I honestly think before this, he looked really good, right? Because he did. There's interviews of him being like he was kind of thrown off by the the separation with her. There's there have been rumors that she wasn't faithful to him. As the story um, goes, yeah. Yeah, like there's or there was possibly some overlap. Um. So so she doesn't look good, like in this scenario, right? Like. Right. She looks like maybe you weren't faithful and like, listen, we don't know the details. And it's also like she need to like change her shit. Um, whatever. They weren't happy. They probably weren't happy for a really long time. There's a million different nuanced things involved with a couple splitting. And I know and, you know, like everyone knows that 99 percent of people do not take splitting lightly when you have children, you know, like. It's a very like you have to be a really messed up narcissistic person to just be like, ah, whatever, we'll just split. No, that was probably an incredibly difficult decision to come to. Yeah. Um, but like, I think he did look good, and I think the Ted Lasso branding helped him look good. It definitely this, did. This is is tanking that that look. For I'll him. remind you though of the Golden Globes. He was in that hoodie. He was looking for Lorne and people kept wondering, like, what's wrong with him? You know, he's this very charismatic guy on the show and everything. And we know he's charismatic in person. We've seen him on SNL and doing mm-hmm. interviews. What's going on with Jason Sudeikis? And then everything kind of came out about what was going on with him and Olivia Wilde. Yeah. And yeah, it just all made sense. But that was no, that was after they split. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, it's so odd for somebody who is a, an actor like that to mm-hmm. to let the mask slip like that, and I'm saying yeah. this in a in a pre Will Smith world, you know, uh, somebody who's right. able to just like not even able to hold it together during that moment where they're supposed to express extreme joy and and appreciation mm-hmm. to the Academy. It's so odd, 
it was just a very odd moment, but nobody really thought too much about it because we're all, we were all going through the pandemic and everything. And right. You know, also, I think that moment made him sympathetic, not like there was no, you know, whatever he was going through. I feel like a lot of people were like, Oh man, you know, about that. Um, this, I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, that can be spun that way, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So after all that, after all that sympathy, all that goodwill to come back and have him painted as this villain who is serving uh, papers during her crowding moment of her career, basically, up to this right. point. During a really big moment for her is it looks really bad. It does. We don't know Jason Sudeikis. We don't know if maybe no. something's changed in his life, that he's a different man now. But given our past knowledge of the type of person he's projected, it doesn't seem like something that he would do intentionally. Um, but we'll no, see. Unless he was the father of January Jones's kid, and he's been a snake all along. Ooh. I'm just saying, we don't know. You know we what else know? I want to know? I want to know how we, as the public, found out what was inside that manila envelope. Because she could have just taken it and kept on moving. She could have said it was a note from her publicist saying, like, please make sure to mention that the movie is released on December 15th. I- I bet, this is my bet, Okay. she walked off that stage and yelled, <laughs> like, and, and someone overheard her Fucking Jason. yelling about it. Yeah, that's what she did. As soon as she yeah, out. no, seriously. I bet that's exactly, <clears throat> exactly what happened. Yeah. And someone's assistant leaked it kind of thing. Man, fucking assistants. All right, so. Real. This is all well, breaking. They won't, they won't leak it, you know? Yeah, this is all breaking news right now. Like, I'm sure we're going to hear more as as the, the days roll on. I mean, Sudeikis' team at least has to put out a statement denying his involvement in that decision or something, at least to save face. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do a lot of PR right. stuff for this. Like, it, it because lo- it looks bad. It does. I'm sure they will put out a statement saying he had no involvement in this, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's amazing. Everybody else in uh, Ted Lasso was squeaky clean at this point. Nobody's had any type of controversy in the news or, you know, odd situations. To my knowledge, no. To my knowledge, too. So for him to be the first one, that's a shock. That is a shock to me. Yeah. 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 All right. And it's not career destroying or anything. It just doesn't look good, you know. And it and look, there have been messy Hollywood divorces, custody battles, all that stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll just see how it plays out. Imagine if he just <laughs> does come out and just acts all alpha and shit about it. Like, yeah, you know, I couldn't get her on the phone. She wouldn't respond to any of the emails or summons and figure this is That's a terrible idea, to... and I hope I hope he doesn't do that. <laughs> I hope not either. I really hope. Because you know what? It's it's fucked yeah. up and selfish, right? I don't want Ted Lasso to be tarnished <laughs> to us. You know? It's our comfort right. show. I don't think it's going to reach that level, dude. I think it's just going to... It'll blow over, but yeah. it just... It looks shitty. It does. You know? It really does. Um, and I think it was a shitty thing. Whoever decided to make that call, it was really shitty. Let's blame it on the lawyers. We know the most lawyers. Not yeah, I, I believe that second. Yeah, don't don't at me. Most lawyers are shitty people. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So, Ooh. speaking of shitty people, Elon Musk buys Twitter. 
Yeah, did he actually buy Twitter? I'm hearing it's falling apart now. Well, what a day later. Yeah, right. Um, you know, they're they're trying to find ways to sabotage this and everything like that. And I say they, and I don't know who they are, but uh, as far as anonymous, uh, probably anonymous. They're back, everybody. Uh, he has offered to buy Twitter. They have accepted his offer, and now all that's left to do is basically make sure that it is above board and legal for him to do so. So that's what's going on right now. Is there any reason why we wouldn't think that? Like, well, according to Reuters, they put out a story today says, (laughs) well, this is an opinion piece, but it says Elon Musk probably won't buy Twitter. Okay. No idea. No idea why they would say that. And he's saying, yes, I want to buy Twitter. And Twitter's like, please buy us. I don't I don't get that. that OK, he's... this is kind of a funny tweet because I was looking into it. OK. And Elon Musk just tweeted 27 minutes ago. Next, I'm buying Coca-Cola and putting cocaine back in. That one's kind of funny. <laughs> I have to give him credit for that one. I don't want this that, man that's kind of... in charge of anything that I use. You know, I don't I just don't. I don't own a Tesla. I don't own one of his flamethrowers. So I don't want him in charge of uh-huh. social media. <laughs> <laughs> he put out another tweet recently stating that next I'm going to buy Facebook and delete it. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's that's stupid. But, you know, the Coca-Cola one, I was like, all right, all yeah, right, yeah. whatever. So, Note that I didn't laugh out loud, but I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. He, right. he owns that's the shares. That's about all he could ever get. He owns a large number of Twitter shares at this point. Um, He has a stake in the company, but owning it, you know, Lock, stock, and barrel hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Okay. They've already, um, Jason Sudeikis has already come out and said, had no prior knowledge about her being served. So just following that up. It's a likely story. Okay. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. All yeah. Right. All right. Okay. So, yeah, Elon possibly bought, probably buying Twitter. Everyone's very upset about this, and I'm like, I, he just he does whatever he wants, right? He's a billionaire. That's what they do. They buy stupid shit like this, and then mm-hmm. they get bored and they throw it away. Right. But yeah, he'll fuck it up. But I mean, isn't the platform already fucked up? It it is. You know, it's one of those things where the next iteration hasn't really made itself viable yet. No. Every time a new platform pops up, it's either super politicized in one way or another. Or the the founder of it turns out to just be a scumbag trying to make a quick buck or something like that. You know, I've seen a lot of people uh, tweeting about their social media platforms of choice, where they're going to go next and stuff like that. But nobody can agree that this place, you know, is is superior to, to everything else. Uh, Counter Social was one that kept coming up. But it turns out that the guy that created that uh, is a George Zimmerman apologist and thinks that black lives matter should be made a terrorist organization. So I don't think I'm welcome there. Cool. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that know, sounds awesome. It just sounds like yeah, such a welcoming great. platform. I, I'm so glad. And with Elon in particular, you know, as, as much as people are hyperbolically saying that they're going to leave the platform immediately and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I support anybody making that choice because you're free to do what you want. Uh, people yeah, say, you, that, do. you know, people say in their me- they're leaving immediately. It's like, okay, cool. Um, I kind of want to wait around and see what happens. 
<clears throat> yeah, I agree. I don't I don't really uh, feel the need to immediately leave the platform, but whoever wants to, they can. That's fine. I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> right. He's a horrible person who's done some horrible things. I mean, it used to be fun to, to poke fun at all his, you know, eccentricities and stuff like that. But, you know, he's, he's caused some problems with with the real world at this. Point. Yeah, it sounded like before and I could be wrong about this, but in the past it was kind of not as harmful. I don't want to say harmless. Right, right. But like he wasn't causing as much damage that I know of. And now you kind of can't really deny it. So you're like, ugh, never mind. Yeah. Not defending you. Well, apparently you know? the way his family built their fortune was tied into apartheid. So, I mean, already. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah he's, he's never mind. Destined right there, you know. Um, lots of people are saying a lot of things about it. But what what I am interested to see happen is what type of changes he decides to make. So almost infamously, there's a kid who has a Twitter account that tracks the, the, the location of Elon's jet, his personal jet at all times, right? Okay. Um, Elon offered to buy the guy's Twitter account from him for $5,000 in agreement that he wouldn't tweet that information anymore. The kid refused. I can see that. Yeah. yeah, but the kid refused and said, you know, this type of thing, since it bothers you so much and, you know, a lot of people are interested in it, this is at least worth 50 grand. And Elon said, no deal. Uh -huh. So instead, he's going to buy Twitter now. And I can't help but think, <gasps> given how eccentric and, and quirky Elon is, the first thing he's going to do is shut down that motherfucker's account and be like, ah, I got you. Right, it's such an ego thing. He'd rather buy the entire platform than give him fifty thousand dollars. Right. You know. Right. Just to prove a point. So this Which is the type means, of person. As we know, you have too much money. Right. And this is the type of pettiness that this person has at their disposal. This type of money and pettiness that they have. Uh it's a terrible combination and one that will drive people away. So, yeah, I mean, if stuff like that starts happening, like if he goes, yeah, free speech, let's bring Trump back and shit like that, I, then I'll be gone because I don't feel right. like being exposed to that all the time, you know? Right. I do find it amusing that a lot of the people who were celebrating Parler and, and was it Getter was the other one or something like that? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But all these other platforms, they were like, ah, bye, Twitter, I'm leaving. I'm going over to Parler. A lot of those people are back on Twitter celebrating the fact that Elon is buying the company and saying, aha, we owned you libs. You were supposed to be gone. Why are you here? Why are you razzing us now? Why are you giving right, us a hard time? Right. We were glad that you were gone. You claimed that you were going to leave this, leave us in peace and, and go right. about your own business and lock the door behind you. But no, no, you're back and you're on that bullshit once again. I don't get it. Right. But... Like... <laughs> No, you had to come back to own the libs. Right. Okay. Right, 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 right. No one cares, dude. Nope. You know? All these politicians, like, yeah, you can go find me at my new parlor account. And they got, like, three followers over there, whatever the mm -hmm. equivalent is. Yeah, so that's working out real good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like people have been deriding Twitter for so long. I'm curious to hear where people find a, a community. I know Discord is bandied about, but Discord seems just so disconnected to me. Right, right. Discord is a chat like app. You you don't have a feed, you know. Right, right. That's totally different. 
Like, I find Discord has more in common with the old, like, AOL Instant Messenger mm-hmm. than uh, Twitter does. Because Twitter, yeah. you can interact with everybody, and that was kind of like one of the pros and cons simultaneously. You can interact with a celebrity. Right. They might interact back, w- back with you. At the same time, <laughs> celebrity can be told that they're worse than Hitler for some reason, and all they're doing is trying to sell you a cookbook. Um you know, so you take the good with the bad, and it's not e- equal at all. It's just weird because people are weird. People are fucking weirdos. They absolutely are. Yeah, um, I don't think there is an equivalent right now. There's there's other social media apps that are really popular, like TikTok, but it's a totally different medium. Very you know? true. Very true. Yeah, and you're not getting your. I mean, a lot of people use this to get their daily news. There's a lot of things that happen in the world that we don't hear about unless, you know, you see it trending on Twitter. Um, just a lot of stuff that happens in Chicago. I learned about that first on Twitter because people are getting that news out there that otherwise can't. You know, you can't go to a block club all the time and you're not that's not your first thought. Your first thought is to go on a social media platform and check and see what your friends are doing. And then right. when you're scrolling through the feed, you see, oh, there's this building on fire that I had to go yeah. to later on in the day or something like that, you know? Yeah, you're pl- you're more plugged in um, to what's going on, for sure. Yeah, it's just more organic that way. But I am yeah. curious for people that have found something outside of Twitter to, to dig their teeth into. What are you looking at? What are you doing? Let us know. Yeah, on Twitter. I'm very curious as well. <laughs> But they can also join our Discord server by signing up for our Patreon. We couldn't do this without you folks. Mm -hmm. We thank you so much, of course, for tuning in and listening every week as we bring you fresh entertainment. But the only way this happens is with your support. So thank you for your reviews on the Apple podcast thing. I don't know why I did that. Um, (laughs) But if you sign up for our our Patreon at patreon.com slash Lex and Matt, you can be part of our Discord server. You can join in our AOL Instant Messenger conversation where we have lots of fun. And, yeah, I mean, that's actually the best way to get access to us because Lex ain't checking yeah. Twitter all the time. I ain't checking Twitter okay. all the time. But tell you what, I always got that Discord open in a tab. So there's that. Yeah, plus the Discord, you know, I don't know about you, but I get notifications on my phone. Mm-hmm. Right it's like to a my messenger. phone. And it's the only <laughs> notification that makes that noise. So I look mm-hmm. at it pretty much right away. <laughs> my phone does not make noise. I can't deal with noise from my phone, mm. so it's always muted. I see. I yeah. see. It's so interesting. I ever miss a phone call. That's why. Okay. You know. As a culture, we've come so far with our with our phone preferences. I know that mm-hmm. it's long been a thing that people don't like receiving phone calls because it raises the anxiety level. Like, why is this person calling me when they could easily text me or email me or get at me on Twitter or DM me or IM me or something like that? multitude of ways they can get at you right it's not really that for me but yeah okay but you hear that a lot you know that's that's how a lot of people feel like oh shit the phone's ringing something's wrong you know yeah it's just over well yes i do understand that but it's not like i hate phone calls or anything like that it's just overstimulating to get every text message every you know whatever sound oh that for sure yeah yeah i i try to be uh particular about which notifications I have on at a certain time. Like if I'm, yeah, if I'm expecting a certain thing, I'll have the notifications on for a certain app. But usually, see, mine's I on want too. the notifications on. I want it to vibrate, but I don't want it to make noise. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, I do. So I just, I just mute it. 
but ultimately what I was getting at is how lucrative a business ringtones used to be. Custom ringtones. It used to be a whole thing, you know? And now it's like, I'll just use the ones baked into the phone because I'm not going to be hearing that, that ring that often. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, the only time I have mine, pretty much the only time I have mine unmuted is if I'm expecting a call and Mm -hmm. I need it on, you know? Yeah, exactly. Otherwise it's muted. Yeah. Like I have my doorbell set to a certain ringtone just so I know that the doorbell is ringing. And that's pretty much it. Everybody else is just getting a regular ring. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's so tricky to program a song as your ringtone on Apple products. Like that's that's one thing that Android has. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can pretty much save a song on your uh, hard drive, or rather on your phone's uh, memory, and just turn it into right. a ringtone, whatever you want to do. No, Apple's way too confusing about that, I right. agree. You got to go through iTunes, and you have to do this program. It's crazy. I did it one time. I'm like, this is too much. I don't care. <laughs> Same. I did it for the a little bit of Lexus, which I still have as my ringtone, but like I said, it's muted all the time. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So... Elon, we both agree that's that's fucking bullshit. We don't like yeah. it. We're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But Twitter was going down in flames anyway, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little note here. Andrew Garfield, everybody's, well, seemingly a lot of people's favorite Spider-Man, especially My after, favorite Spider-Man. Yeah, you know. He's taking a break from acting. Um, this is coming from Variety.com. He's quoted as saying, I'm going to rest for a little bit. I need to recalibrate and reconsider what I want to do next and who I want to be and just be a bit of a person for a while. Because, as you know, that is a washing machine, the reward season. I need to just mm-hmm. be a bit ordinary for a while. And you know what, Andrew? Completely understood. Completely yeah. fair. Because for the last two years, people have been bothering him with mm-hmm. questions about Spider-Man. <laughs> While he's filming right. the movie and Tick, Tick, Boom, which was also well. And he's he's been in other movies, too. Yeah. In that, that time. Like, he's been a lot. And he's got this new show on uh, Hulu. Yeah. So he's been doing all of this shit. Dude stays booked and busy. And it's because he's a great actor. You know, Dee and I were talking about right. this the other day, too. I think in Spider-Verse, he really stole the show as as the, the best Peter. You know, as Every scene he, he was in, like he acted the fuck out of it. Like he really did bring so much emotion and it was just adorable. Uh, you know, when, when he first showed up, you know, it was like, Oh, this is that Peter Parker energy. This is the type of energy I, I'd expect, you know, Toby Maguire, you know, absolute great actor. You know, he's the OG, whatever, but he always had that kind of awkwardness about him as Peter. Right. And that kind of right. closed offness about him. And it was a little dark in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, 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 our new guy, he is, he's a good Spider-Man, but we're still watching this whole thing unfold. We were still watching him grow, but it mm-hmm. almost seemed like a breath of fresh air and, and just like a sigh of relief when Andrew Garfield came out like as, as Spider-Man in the new movie, like, Oh my God, he's back. It's it's Peter. He's here, you know. Right, right. Yeah, he's the, those aren't my favorite movies, but that is my favorite Spider-Man like version of Spider-Man's been on the big screen. I also think him and Emma Stone had like the best on-screen chemistry of all of the couples. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say it's because they had off-screen chemistry too, but Zendaya yeah, and and, factor, and uh... I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have it too. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. No, but good for him. He should take some time off because that, that award season thing is really long and intense and they have to do a lot. Um, so, yeah, I don't uh, based off of what I know about it, I don't blame him at all. Right. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, the eyes of Tammy Faye as well. Yeah. Yep. Under the banner of heaven. Yeah, he's That's had the a name of the big show. year. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a really big year. So I wish him the best. You know, I mean. He's taking time off, but he's still doing this FX thing, and he's doing press for that, which is how that story even came out on Variety, was that he's like, hey, I'm taking a break. So Right. You know. They're like, what's next for you? And he's like, uh, sleep, because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> slept in like two years. Good for him. Good for him. Glad to hear yeah, that. definitely. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, – <clears throat> I'm sorry. I just – I want to throw this out there because I really don't care. Uh, there's another Spider, Spider-Man spinoff happening. This time starring everybody's uh, Latin pop sensation, Bad Bunny. I don't know anything about this. Yep. It's called El Muerte, and it's based on a, a luchador enemy of Spider-Man's that has appeared okay. in two issues of the comic book. So, oh, so it's a comic spinoff. Well, no. It's, it's, a, it's a movie based on the character from the comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So El Muerte was the character. And yes, he has appeared in all of two issues of the Spider-Man comics. So, the, and already has a movie. Jesus. Already has a movie. It's a Bad Bunny vehicle, and people are going to show up for it because it's him, and he's super popular. But it's also under the Sony banner, so it's going to be weird to see how they try to shoehorn this as a Spider-Man tie-in. I don't know. They've announced and canceled so many things. Who knows if this is actually going to happen anyway? Right. That that sounds strange though. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah. I kind of just want to see what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Apparently, um, El Morito is Juan Carlos, a man who was a champion wrestler who fought Spider-Man in a charity wrestling match when Marvel character El Dorado came to kill a weakened El Muerto who was stung by Spider-Man. What? Stung by Spider-Man? How did Spider-Man sting him? Spider-Man saved him, and the two defeated El Dorado. Uh, I don't know about this. Okay, all right, that, all right. I don't, I don't understand what's going on there. Even the press release is messy. Okay, moving yeah. on. <laughs> um, the Batman. I watched the Batman. Yes. I finally watched it. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. No notes. No notes. No Fucking notes. No. no, seriously, like. It's funny because, okay, well, my only note was it was darker than I expected, like okay. way fucking darker. It was dark for just a movie, let alone a Batman movie. Now, and I texted my dark by tone or dark by tone. the lighting? Well, I mean, yes, the lighting as well. But okay. like dark, tone is what I'm referring to in this. Gotcha. Um, I texted my brother after and I was like, that's a really good Batman movie. Like, I think that's my favorite Batman movie. Hmm. Um, I've sat on that thought for a few days and i've concluded yes it is in fact my favorite batman movie okay um and and chris was like yeah i didn't like it it was way too dark it should have been rated r i it like i guess he saw it in theaters and he was like oh re- like i think he was kind of upset by it honestly okay which i'm like yeah it's kind of like zodiac but with batman yeah yeah um a lot of with parallels to, to seven in that movie too you know, yes. just the fact that it always seemed to be raining and uh, David Fincher for days, you know, David Fincher for days. Matt Reeves channeled that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. You have a, a grizzled, older black detective teaming up with a young mm-hmm. upstart white detective who's also wearing yeah. a bat suit. 
Yeah. Like Brad Pitt often a, does. Who has a fantastic jawline. You know? <laughs> okay. That yes, yes, that with Brad Pitt. They both have those like square jaws. That jaw you know? could cut glass. All right. They're absolutely fucking good. I have no problem with Robert Pattinson at all. I think he's a fine Batman. And I all right. So he's weird. I love that he's weird. He is weird. And he's controllable weird. Not like, oh, the studio controls him. No. Like he he can tamp it down when he needs to. <laughs> like he's a right. dork. He's not gonna actually upset people while being a weird Batman, right. you know, on set. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, oh God, yeah. No, he's no nothing like a Leto or anything like that. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. Um, yeah, people had nothing but nice things to say about him in the press and all that. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the norm. But people spared, <laughs> they spared nothing at letting folks know how weird Jared Leto was <laughs> during during yeah, the advertisement. I think, that, I think that everyone's fucking sick of Jared Leto yeah. and the, the tide is turning on him and he's going to be done really soon. Okay. I'm going to give that's you a few thoughts about this film. I'm I'm going to try to... Okay. Respect the fact that you legitimately enjoyed this film. I. I it's okay. That, it's okay that it, like you did not like it on the level that I did. I'm not going to fight you over it. No, I know. I, I really do think it's like it, it's it's not for everyone. Yeah. I, I truly think that when I watched that movie. I just I have some peripheral thoughts about it that I want to just kind of express. So like. Yeah. The whole best Batman in the world versus, oh, this was trash argument, you know, I do think we need to give it some more time, you know, because yeah. there's there's a certain vibe that you get after seeing a Batman film where it really does feel, when they stick the landing, it feels good because you mm-hmm. expect it to crash and burn like every time, especially with the current state of, of, of Warner, you know, the way that they, they treat their properties. Right. It's like, there's no way this is going to work. We heard so much bad just press about this as it was being filmed. We heard about the motorcycle crash from the stuntman. You know, mm-hmm. we heard about the reshoots. We heard about the delays. Of Pattinson course. got COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know, and just just so much came out about this film that was like, I don't know how they're going to make this work. And, you know, the casting news was coming out at the time that, you know, Ben Affleck was still very much involved in, in the DC stuff. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a lot against this film. So I applaud the fact that it succeeded so well, uh, in spite of everything going against it. I'll say that. Um, the other note that I have is that anytime they film a Batman film in Chicago, (laughs) and I feel like I might've stated this before, every time they show the bad parts of Gotham. It's Chicago. And every time they show the good parts of Gotham, it's a soundstage. <laughs> oh, God. And that frustrates me. It's like, we get it. Okay, we understand. You don't like Chicago. <laughs> that sucks. That's the kind of thing I would never notice. You right, know? right. But, like, even the L platform uh, that they had, and I say L platform, the train platform where he, he fought those thugs near the beginning mm-hmm. of the film – um, I've, yeah. I've stood on that platform before. That's like right behind my job. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I've, I've been there countless times. I'm like, I ain't never seen Batman. I ain't never seen no skull face thugs <laughs> trying to shake down people, you know? Um, it was just, it was a funny little thing. And then he's passing by like all these landmarks and everything on the motorcycle. Uh, yeah. So it was a very 
surprisingly heavy Chicago movie, but not so much in, you know, these, these big scenes or anything. It was just like these establishing shots this time around. Unlike the Dark Knight trilogy, which was like, yes, big scenes are filmed in Chicago with lots of actors and, you know, that sort of thing. But no, this was like the big drone shots are happening from above, mostly. What is, yeah, what is your favorite Batman film as of now? I'm just, like, curious real quick. A a quick pause. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to be that that guy and say 89, but, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so iconic, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, it's just so iconic for what it was. Um, Dark Knight would be a, a tie, basically, I guess. Because Dark know. Knight was my favorite before, so clearly I, I fall under the darker. I don't know. I like I like my Batman films to be dark. Obviously. Sure, and that's actually where it takes me next. You know, like kind of like your brother was saying, how it should have been rated R. I agree. Yeah, it should have been rated R. And I am at a loss as how they decided to sell toys based on this film because there is murder <laughs> in this movie. You straight up see people get killed. No, no child should see this movie. No None. child should see this movie. No, they even had look as almost as if they were warning you during the film, <laughs> they had traumatized children who just saw some bad right. shit go down, lock eyes with Batman as if to say, Yep, I remember. I saw that shit go down, too. Fuck me up. Yeah. Let's keep moving, you know? No, I agree. It should have been rated R. Um, I think it just passed because they they didn't use a lot of blood or anything. Like they, Right, right. It, the thing is, he went, like, very Hitchcock with it. Like, mm. the way that he shot this film, you think a lot of terrifying shit happens, but it's really shadows. It's really off to the side it's not as bad of what he actually shows, you know? Yeah. And when you think about, when you think about the character Batman, the one that they try to market, mm-hmm. you know, to the, to the masses, he's a very mm-hmm. stoic, controlled type of character. But in this film, right. you see a very raw, hurt young mm-hmm. man go out there and try to figure things out on the fly. So much so. And this is something that I, I compliment Matt Reeves on for his directing. But something that reiterates mm-hmm. the point that this should not be marketed to kids. When when Pattinson's Batman got in there and started punching guys, it looked like he mm-hmm. was fucking pissed. Like it did not look like he was trying to yeah. exact justice. It looked like he was like no. trying to like just work some shit out. Because <laughs> no, didn't stop. Look, until <laughs> until the very end, it did look like he like when he was like you can't kill someone. Yeah. It felt like he was wanted to kill absolutely everyone. Absolutely. I am glad yeah. that they didn't put guns on his Batmobile this time because that was a weird choice, Snyder. Right. You know, for yeah. somebody who's like, yeah, yeah, I ain't killing nobody, but look at these guns, son. Bah, 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 bah. You know, it was just a weird choice to put those on the car. Speaking of cars. Snyder's Batman had to have been killing people. He, he was killing people, wasn't he? He had to be. Yeah, he was killing people. He had guns he on the car. People, I mean, for sure. Can't just yeah. roll up in there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, if I don't see you die, I didn't kill you. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it was just weird, <clears throat> weird, weird shit. Yeah. Um, but this Batmobile. <laughs> holy shit. Like, you hear him. There was no, like, <laughs> there was no sneaking up with this Batmobile. You hear him coming from no. a few blocks away. All right. 
I I was just astounded by that Batmobile. I'm yeah. like, man, he's not trying to be stealthy in the least. He is like, mm -mm. I'm putting a nope. loud ass engine in this, putting the whistle tips no, on. No, he's there. like, I'm here to scare the shit out of you. And it worked. I also like, God, there were there were there were so many layers to the movie, like the ideas of I think I'm helping, but I'm actually hurting. You know, this I'm creating. You know, like I don't want to get too deep into it because I want people to be able to watch it, but yeah. like. I loved thematic thematically like what they were doing with this movie too. Um, and they have announced a sequel that's was just announced today. The right. Batman two. I mean, obviously it's a working title is happening. Pattinson is returning. Um, so, and this is in addition yeah. to the, uh, the penguin spinoff that they're yes. doing for HBO max, which we pretty much knew that this was going to be, like a thing, right? Like we knew that they were going to make a sequel, but it's pretty great that it's been formally announced. I'm so excited for well, it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm excited too, because I'm, I'm curious to see where they take this next. Let's pull heavily from a story, uh, Batman year two from the comics where he, he mm -hmm. was a little raw, a little edgier. So I'm wondering if they're going to make him more mm -hmm. modern and more polished in the next one. But I digress. What I was going to say is I'm actually a little bit surprised that they announced a sequel this early. Because historically, Warner Brothers has not been good about that shit. They have not been right. good about telling us what I think their plan is. To fix that. Yeah, you know, they they had that big come to Jesus thing a couple of weeks ago where they were like, "Yes, we acknowledge fully that we have fucked up on Superman, and we're trying to do something about that." You know, mm -hmm. during this merger. So if there's gonna be more Batman, I'm glad that they're making a concentrated effort to make it a consistent Batman. And not just throw their hands up like, oh, well, we're, we're going to see what Maybe. happens next, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it, like let them do their thing. Yeah. Leave them alone. Yeah. Whatever they're doing, it's working. Just right. leave it alone. Part of that whole Warner Brothers Discovery merger, too, they mentioned that they're trying to find somebody like a Kevin Feige to tie the universe together. I almost don't want that. I don't mind their being... I don't want that with this movie, no. Leave right. it alone. I don't want him... Oh, God. So... Yeah, I, I don't even want to get into that other thing. But I, I basically want this to be its own pocket universe. You know, let, yeah, it, let it exist on its own. This is an Earth 2. It doesn't have to cross over with Peacemaker. It doesn't have to cross over with anything else. Just let it mm -mm. be and let the story tell itself. If you get to a point where the story drives itself in that direction organically, cool. Let it happen. But, you know, don't don't try to shoehorn shit in there now. We're going to see. We're going to yeah, see. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. No, no, no. I completely agree with you. I think that's the right move. Yeah. And hopefully oh, they're done with separated. this whole walling off characters from being used in one project if they can't be used in another. I think by now the audience has earned enough respect to know that there are different versions of characters in different universes. I mean, it, it's common knowledge. The whole yeah. multiverse theory now. Yeah. Everybody knows. We were talking about it last week. So anyway. Yeah, I, I liked it ultimately. That's what I'm gonna say. That's where I'm gonna leave it on my part. I liked the Oh, no, that's fine. Yes. Yeah, I think there are plenty of people who felt that way. I just it felt like it was kind of like, oh, they brought all of my favorite things and they put it in this this neat bow for me. Yeah. And they like they were like, here you go. Lex, this is for you. And I was like, thank you. Cool. You've been consistent. This is what you've been asking for since the movie was announced. You wanted a detective heavy Batman movie, and this is the most detective I, work he's done in a movie. Yeah. 
I wanted Battenson and I got Battenson. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted him to to be that. Um, I wanted it to him to be intelligent and problem solving. I also liked that. The, of course, that's why Gordon's going to work with him, right? Right. Because he is actually helpful and smart, and not just coming in and you know beating the shit out of people. Like, there's more to it than that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, we got so much to talk about still. Was there anything you wanted to hit this week before we go through the quick hits? No, no. I think I'm good. Okay. I don't know if you read this book already, but this is uh, an audio book I've been listening to, the Live from New yeah. York SNL book. Okay. I, I did want to ask you, because I have a physical copy of this book. I got okay. it years ago. Oh. Um, is is that book, the audio book, is it the actual people discussing? Like, Because I know it's interview-based. Or is it just someone reading it? See, that's that's kind of why I'm a little bit disappointed because they do make it a point to tell you who's saying what, but it's the same two narrators <laughs> reading the entire yeah. time. They have a male and a female narrator reading. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. That's why I've, I I have the physical book. I don't. I didn't really bother with the audio book. I got the audio book under the pretense that all of these people were going to be dipping in and just kind of saying their piece and then like, you know. Piecing out. No, that that book is like over a decade old. I don't think anyone came together to do that. Nowadays, they probably would. Well, this you know? one is an updated, uh, an expanded version for the 40th season. Oh, cool. And the I'll book itself is like 24 hours long. <laughs> oh, shit. So I I've mean, been... you know me with my SNL. Jesus. Yeah. It's all oh, it's such a good deep dive. I don't know. They how have to... a coffee table SNL book that I want. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's still in print, but I remember it being out a couple years ago for the anniversary, and I was like, oh, shit, that looks cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame you. It's a very interesting thing. Like, was there is is there still part of you that would like to be part of that environment? Like, if you got called today and they said, hey, Lex, we want you to come right for SNL, what, what would you say? What would your yeah, answer be? I would. Awesome. I'd do it. I do it. That's so cool. I know it would be a lot, um, but I I would do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I would regret not doing it more than doing it. You know? Like that's the kind of thing you weigh out in your mind. Right. Would I regret that I didn't do this versus, you know, that I did and it sucked? Okay. It sucked. Okay. It was really shitty for a couple of years. Okay. Like I think it's better to know and to do it, to try. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I would. Yep. Cool. I so, think it would burn me the fuck out, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's by design. Absolutely. You're going to yeah. get burnt out. You know, you're going to get angry. You're going to get super happy. You're going to get angry again. It's going to happen. It's a, it's a roller coaster. Like, all these people were like, so far, the theme of the book seems to be don't stay yeah over a certain amount of years or you're going to drive yourself insane. Like the people who yeah, are like, it's lifers, not a thing you can sustain. Right. Like it's a miracle that Keenan has been able to be so like cool over the years and just keep his sanity. Right that we know of. Yeah. He might be going insane behind the scenes and we don't know it. That's very true. But no, I think I, I'm kidding. I think he's actually pretty good. <laughs> but it's so funny because all the bits from Lauren Michaels, he has just this very, specific personality 
where he's almost a force of nature, where people excuse mm-hmm. things that he does and says and his little quirks and everything like that, because at least he's predictable in the way that he is, you know, and he's straight with you to an extent. <laughs> but yeah. he, he is that show. He is absolutely that show. Yeah. And he's he's always had some some problematic things to him and some genius to him as well. Like, I think that that kind of sometimes goes hand in hand, unfortunately. Right. Right. <clears throat> all right. Let's get to these quick hits. Here we go, folks. Here's I don't know about some of these. The media news that you can absorb within, well, let's say five minutes, put on the clock. All right. Quick hits. Number one, Megan Fox confirms that she and Machine Gun Kelly drink each other's blood. So up until now, this has been a rumor. This has been a uh, a mysterious thing that we were like, oh, hey, that can't be right, because that sounds a lot like Angelina Jolie and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. No, they're not doing that. But no, they are. Megan Fox confirms. She says it's not a lot, but it's a little bit. Everything I have learned about this couple, I've learned against my will. (laughs) Thank you for keeping that trend going. Avatar sequel has been given a title, Avatar The Way of the Water. Uh, cool. It debuts December 16th, and before that, a remastered version of the original will hit theaters on September 23rd. So they're doing a Star oh, for Wars. for fuck's sake. Yeah. They they just, yeah, but they also want to, like, go back and be number one again before oh. the new one comes out. Oh, they're trying to get that? Yeah, they are. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just trying to do that again. That fucking bullshit. Then they can then they can throw on their promotions the sequel to the highest grossing film of all time. That's all they're fucking doing. Bullshit. So they debuted the the new logo at CinemaCon. Dude, I don't know. Like, I don't think the the name The Way of the Water really instills a lot of like excitement in the movie going public, but I don't know. Something about that original. What fifteen fucking years to come up with a title, and that's the best you could do. (laughs) That's what he got. Uh, Let's see. Sonic the Hedgehog Two is now the highest-grossing video game movie of all time at the domestic box office. If I had a nickel for every time a Sonic movie made huge success and beat an anti-hero superhero film, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Yeah, it's it's two more than you expected to have in your lifetime, I'd say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. I, I thought you were saying knuckle at first, by the way, instead uh, of nickel. Like, I had two knuckles. If I had and two I was like, knuckles. I, I, you do, don't you? <laughs> right? At least, right? Yeah. Um, another story here. Kevin Feige just said on stage at CinemaCon today that he's going to a Marvel Studios retreat from CinemaCon to work on the next 10 years of MCU movies. We don't need 10 more years of MCU movies, but okay. No, a big part of me was hoping that they would just like nuke the continuity after Endgame and just start over. Just have fun. You know, yeah. just like, ah, fuck it. Let's just, let's, let's bring some new. Let's do crazy shit. Yeah. You know, let's start over. Bring the X-Men I mean, Fantastic Four. I guess I to keep going. Right. I guess I wanted to keep going just just in the sense of like, ah, let's see how far we can take this. Let's see how long we can keep it going. You know, that's pretty fascinating. No one's ever done that before, but yep. no one's ever done any of this before. So now it's like, I guess you just keep it going. See what Multiverse happens. of Madness is going to be fucking weird and I can't wait because yeah. that's the only that's the only solution. If they're going to bring in all these other properties that they've purchased, which they're just chomping at the bit to do. Multiverse what- of Madness is the time. What do you think is coming in with that one? 
A character uh, from Fantastic Four or a character from X-Men? Well, I'm thinking Which, X-Men first, what's coming first. Because we've got... You, you do? We got, in the trailer, you know, for those who don't want to know, close your ears now, Patrick Stewart is in the trailer for Multiverse of Madness saying, uh, welcome to the Illuminati or some bullshit like that, you know. Oh, yeah. interesting. It's his okay. voice. And what's funny is he, somebody asked him about it. He's like, I forgot I was in there. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. I think he was just being coy. I think he was just being an asshole, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. He has to answer shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then last but not least, unfortunately, Tracy Morgan's The Last OG will not be returning for a fifth season at TBS, to which I say, how the hell did it last five seasons? That's incredible. Not that it was a bad show. It's just. Bro, they canceled everything. They canceled everything. They canceled everything. everything on TV. All scripted television on TBS and TNT was thrown out the door with this merger. Right. Right. It's wild. Tracy Morgan's show lasted an extra season. I didn't expect Tracy Morgan's scripted show to last for more than two because he's just not, he doesn't have good luck on his own with these sort of things. And he's had a few no, bites at that no. apple. Good you for know. him. But yeah, you know, yeah, this was I agree. His, it uh, lasted much longer than I thought it would. This was his big project back after that, that big truck accident he had. Yeah. So yeah. was he creator of that show or just an actor? It was him and Jordan Peele. They co-created it. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Which I didn't know that. You know, the Jordan I've never Peele, seen it. I've heard I've heard it's good, but I've just never seen it. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch. You know, I, I definitely say it's worth a watch, especially now that, you know, there's some finality to it. But I don't know if it even ended in a way that could be seen as a series finale. But uh, I haven't watched season four myself. I've seen it up till season three, and it's been good throughout that. I'll say that. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll have to give it a shot sometime. Right, right, right. I just finished King of the Hill, like, today. Oh, okay. And I feel kind of hollow and sad because I don't, I don't have any more King of the Hill to watch. So I don't really know what to do with myself. Yeah. That security blanket show, that, that marathon security blanket show, especially those good long ones, it's so weird when they're gone. Life is hard, and I wanted my King of the Hill to keep lasting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why aren't you... Yeah, and nothing else sounds good right now to watch. You know, well, it's that feeling. You know so. what I always say: time for an office rewatch. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. Kayla recommended Bob's Burgers, mm. which is a good one as well. Yeah. Um, have you done have the super fan episodes of uh, Office yet? No. What What are those? So Peacock, uh, they have these extra long episodes of The Office where they included previously deleted scenes and oh those are i think those are on the blu-rays aren't they this is exclusive to peacock they're saying the way that it's cut together oh no okay Never yeah mind. yeah yeah that's that that was one of their big selling points when they launched okay i've seen like the deleted scenes because i've gone through the blu-rays and, and watched them mm-hmm. god there's a really funny one in like one of the last seasons with kevin um i'll have to see if i can pull a clip of it if i can find it i'll put it on our discord but yeah um so no, I, I haven't seen the supercuts. I need to watch that. I feel like I'm not I doing do it justice because uh, it, it brings in those deleted scenes and it brings in scenes that previously weren't released into the oh, actual shit. continuity of the episodes. Well, fuck. I yeah. guess I'm going to rewatch The Office. There you go. Now, I have watched one season of the Superfan episodes and they're they're rolling them out slowly. Like they're taking their time with it. But you can tell oh, like it. this feels a little bit long. You can just kind of tell like, oh, that's. I can see why they left that out. That's a little Yeah, much. there's a reason why that tight 20, 22 minutes is 
the standard, you know, yeah. not just for commercials, but it's just a good time for a comedy like that. Right on. And I'll say this and I'll, I'll leave it at that. Like, it seems like Oscar is the one who always gets cut. Like, it's always his like, little side <laughs> bits that get cut out. I think I he, bad. but I think that's because he, that actor in real life is like a good improv guy. Yeah. So yeah. That's probably why they left a lot on the cutting room floor for him. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a tight show. This has been a very, very uh, action-packed episode. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sticking with us. You can find us on all the social medias, at Lex and Matt. Of course, as I mentioned before, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt to keep this show going, to support us. Thank you so much for all that you do for us, everybody. Uh, that being said. Thank you. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye.